Thanks for joining us today at Springwell Church, where we want to draw spiritually thirsty people to Jesus by loving God, loving each other, and loving the world. We hope that today's message builds you up, gives you a little insight, and helps you find a brand new perspective. You can find us in Taylor, South Carolina, and online at springwell.org. That's springwell.org. Now let's jump into the message. We're going to begin a brand new series today. Well, that's a lie. It's not a, it's not a brand new series. Actually, it's a continuation of a series that we started last fall uh, called Different. And so the goal uh, last fall was to, take the, was to walk through the book, the New Testament book of 1 Peter. And it should have been easy, right? I had four weeks to do five chapters. Maybe, maybe we should have added that fifth week, but really it should have been pretty easy. And I really thought that it would be easy. I thought I would just take big chunks, big, big thoughts, you know, and kind of walk you through the book. And uh, so I finished up, literally I never got out of chapter two. I never got out of chapter two. And so uh, here's what I thought. I said, you know what, I'm going to start, I'm going to start this series. I'm going to start this time. I'm going to start with chapter three. And I just got three chapters. Easy, right? You would think. But here's the thing, here's the thing. In order for you to really understand what we're going to talk about in chapter three, I had to go back to the foundation that Peter laid in chapter two. Y'all still with me? So today we're going to be in chapter two, and guess what? We're probably just going to talk about one verse. <laughs> and so here you go. For the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, Submit to all human authority. Honestly, I am not kidding. I did have this thought. So when I started with chapter three, I went back to chapter two. It's not like I didn't know the verse was there. So I thought, did I like somehow, maybe subconsciously just jumped over that verse? You know, because it's a difficult verse, right? So how many of you right now are thinking, I'm probably gonna struggle with this. This is not gonna be a fun day. Can we go back to the blood of Jesus? Can we sing another blood song? Because this is, I mean, really. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king as the head of the state or the officials he has appointed. It just gets worse, doesn't it? It just gets worse. For the king has, uh, has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. And so he says, for the Lord's sake. Literally, if you look at the Greek text, if you look at the Greek text, which is, you know, Koine Greek, the original language of the New Testament, it literally you could say, for the Lord's sake, for God's sake, for the master's sake, for his sake, not for our sake. And honestly, I was gonna, I was gonna title the message, for God's sake, and I thought, ooh, I can't do that. That sounds like I'm taking God's name in vain, right? So we wouldn't use that phrase. We wouldn't say, for God's sake. We wouldn't use that phrase. But we would say, for Pete's sake. Like some of you probably earlier said, for Pete's sake, he's crying again. You know? Right? And so, so we use that phrase, for Pete's sake. We use that when we're kind of, uh, you know, when we're kind of frustrated, maybe just a little bit, or we're just a little bit annoyed but we would never say, at least those of us, hopefully that are God-fearing Christians, we would never say for God's sake in that context, we would never do it. But here's what you need to know. Peter is not using this, this phrase. He's not using it because he's annoyed or because he's frustrated. He's literally saying, don't do this for my sake. Don't, don't do what I'm about to tell you. Don't do it for my sake. 
In fact, don't do it for the authority's sake. What I want you to understand is do it, everything that you do, how you live your life. You should live your life every single day for God's sake. We might say it like this. You know, we, uh, we kind of borrow, borrow the words of Jesus, which is probably a pretty good thing, right? And so, you know, when Jesus, when Jesus was facing the cross, you know, in his prayer, he said, Lord, not my will, not my will be done, but your will. That's, that's the thrust of this, this phrase. For God's sake, live your lives in such a way as that it brings honor to God. So what is it that he's asking for the Lord's sake for us to do? What is that? Well, very specifically, he's talking about authority issues. You probably picked up on that because you're really smart people. He says, for the Lord's sake, submit to <clears throat> most human authority. How many of you would like it better if it was most? Come on, raise your hand, get them up. Don't, rest of you scared. He says, for, you know, submit to all, really, no kidding, all human authority. And I think that most of us probably love authority <laughs> when we're the ones in authority, right? When we're the ones in charge. In fact, I did this. Go on the Internet, and you will find tons and tons and tons of books. They're podcasts. There are um, there are essays, there are, there's tons of material out there teaching us, leading us, helping us to know how, steps to know how to be large and in charge. But here's the thing. Try to find that book on submission. Try to find that book on how to act when someone else is in charge. I mean, where's the book on how to be under authority? So here's what Peter seems to know. Peter's, you know, been told by God what to write. He's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And, and so Peter knows, he knows in his gut, as, as the Holy Spirit begins to speak to him, he says, you know what, I know that you guys are going to struggle. You probably will always struggle with these authority issues. You're going to face issues with authority. So he says, for the Lord's sake, not for the authority's sake, for the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority. Here's the interesting thing. <clears throat> I get to sit with this for a while, you know? So oftentimes, literally, I sit with this for maybe, maybe several weeks. You know, I wrote this way back before even Christmas. And, and the thing I noticed is he didn't say, for the Lord's sake, submit to all who, the really smart people who are in authority. He didn't say that. It would, it would make sense to us if he had said that, right? I'll tell you what else it doesn't say. He didn't say, submit to all who are in authority that you trust and you totally agree with. And let's just be honest. The people that you totally agree with are the people, you know, the people that you trust are the people that you totally agree with, right? So you might sit back and go, whoa, like he is awesome. I can submit to that. Wow, she is awesome. I mean, did you hear? Did you listen? The context the way, the phraseology, everything was put in such a sweet way. I can definitely submit to that. Now, for those of you that are brand new to church, here's what you need to know. He's actually writing this to Christians. So he's writing this to Christians, and I just thought, really, no kidding, in this context, I just thought that it was kind of strange that he didn't say, submit to only Christians who are in authority. Are y'all out there? Y'all still with me? Lock the doors, can't leave. Now stay with me. 
And I think, so he, so he says, submit to all human authority. And therein lies the problem. It's a problem. I think that we all at times struggle with human authority. And let me just say, maybe I'm just telling on myself. Y'all may sit out there and go, dude, this is easy. I'm just telling you that there are times, there are situations when if I'm honest, and my family could amen to that, when I struggle sometimes with human authority. So you're probably thinking right now, I bet this is where you're going to show us some of that fancy Greek stuff, you know? Like you're going to probably dig into the culture, and you're going to dig into the context, and you're going to say, okay, there's got to be a way out, surely to the good Lord, you know? Surely for God's sake, did y'all see how I've done that? For God's sake, surely he doesn't actually mean submit, submit to all human authority. If you don't like the word all, I, I did a study of that Greek word. We could also use the word every. What do you think? You like that better? It's not getting any better at all, is it? To every human authority, to all human authority. And I think that we've all been there when we felt, you know, like what gases went bump in the universe and put you in charge? Really, hadn't we? I mean, have you ever just maybe watched somebody on TV, Facebook, and really you just thought, you're dumb as a sack of hair. Really? How, how, how did you get to be where you are? Some of you work for that guy right now, don't you? And so you look at him just about every day, you look at her just about every day and think, really? You? I wouldn't trust you to walk my dog, much less trust your decision-making ability with my life. I think we struggle sometimes with authority to some degree or, or the other. So just so we're clear, Peter is saying that the posture that God is calling us, followers of Jesus, the posture that he's calling us to is to assume that of submission. Ouch. When we're in any way under someone who is in charge of us, the posture that we are to assume is that of submission. And I bet you're thinking, come on, throw some of that Greek stuff at us. You know, like, what does this word mean? What is the Greek word and what does it mean? What does this word actually mean? Hupostasso. <laughs> you impressed? Well, I am. I practice that really, really hard. That's the Greek word. Let me tell you what the Greek word means. It literally means to arrange yourself under. It's a military term. It's a military term. Does that make sense? To arrange yourself under, to choose to yield to, to choose to defer to. So, for example, let's say you're riding down the road and and uh, you're in a, in, a, in a stretch of road that uh, you're not riding through a subdivision. You're not, you're, not near, you're not near a school zone. I mean, really, you're just out in the wide open, and you come up on a sign, and it says 35. And you think to yourself, what idiot and authority put that sign up there? And then you know what? You, maybe you're like me, okay? I'm just, just going to walk you through my, how I rationalize and walk through things. Maybe you look at that sign, and you say, well, that sign's old. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? So maybe like way back in the day, you know, if you were raised in rural South Carolina, we had, we had dirt roads back in the day. Anybody old enough to remember what it was to have dirt roads? So maybe, maybe you're, you know, you're riding down through there and you see that sign, you say, that's an old sign. I bet that sign was put up way back when it was a dirt road and it probably made perfect sense to do 35 down this road. There were probably potholes and there was loose gravel. And so for the safety of the driver, they put up that sign. It's authority that we could submit to, but really? Like really now? Like I think 50 is more appropriate. And you decide to do 50. What do you think Peter would say? Y'all struggling, aren't you? I can tell. He would say, for the Lord's sake, submit. How many of you have flown on an airplane? Flown on an airplane? I've heard the other people do this. Not that I would ever do this. Okay, I've, I've done this. So if you ever got on an airplane and, and they told you to buckle up for takeoff, that kind of made sense, right? It kind of made sense, and it made sense that you would buckle up. Then you get up in the air, and like it's just, it's just a smooth flight. Everything's going good, and you think, I don't want to buckle up. I don't want to buckle up anymore. How many of you have like maybe done like Karen? No, I'm just kidding. How many of you ever done like me? And have you maybe just ever undone, undone the buckle and then you put your coat over it? And so the flight attendant, like she walks by, you know, she walks by, she looks at you and you just want to say, I ain't buckled up. And then when the plane starts to land, so the plane is getting ready for landing and of course the flight attendant, you know, she comes over the, uh, the speaker and and so she's, she's telling us that, you know, we should store our, our tray tables, which it makes sense. But then they say, put your seat back in the upright position. That makes no sense to me. I have literally had my seat leaning back, if you call it that, at some type of, in, some type of decline, uh, incline. I, you know, I've, I've done that, and then I've thought to myself, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. What person was ever killed when the plane landed because their seat was not up in the upright position. And so have you ever just thought, they'll never know. And then they come by and say, sir, what do you think, what do you think Peter would say? He would say, submit. And here's what I've started to process over the years is I've struggled with authority. You, again, just, you guys are way a lot more spiritual than me. But, but what I've come to understand is, like, you know what, it's just her job. It's just that flight attendant's job. She didn't set the rules. I'm sure she'd look at me and go, I think it's dumb too. But my job, they call me to enforce. And so what, what Peter would say, he literally would look at us and he would say, for God's sake, because you represent God. I just want you to submit. Now here's a really sensitive one, and I really wanted to take this out of the message. Like I argued with the Lord this morning. I said, really, I think I've already made my point. He said, say it. So remember back... Early days of the pandemic, remember? Remember? Remember when they told us to wear a mask? Don't you throw anything at me. Remember? Y'all remember? And you remember all of the discussion that went into whether or not we should wear a mask and should we trust our government and they're all crazy and we think the whole thing has been a hoax. People said it's not really real. There is no such thing called COVID-19. And with, I mean, the country went crazy. There was such polarization. We do nowadays. If he'd have been able to go on Facebook, do you know what Peter would have said to us? As followers, 
Wear the stupid mask. Should we close in prayer right now? No, hang on, hang on. I promise it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better. So maybe you're like, well, you know what? That's really nice for old Pete, you know, and, and the boys 2,000 years ago. But surely that doesn't apply to us with our government officials, the ones that we have today. So let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about who was in charge back in, in Peter's day. Well, he's in Rome, and the emperor of Rome at that time was a guy named Nero. And so literally, I want you to understand this. Nero is the guy in charge. So literally, in that context, Peter's writing this letter to a group of churches. And when these churches get this, they're literally reading this in a time when Nero was the emperor. And if you don't know anything about Nero, Nero, here's what you need to know. Like, he was the most horrible human being who ever lived. I mean, he was a psychopath. He was a nut, as Barney would say. He's a nut. And so literally, literally what he would do, he literally had Christians strapped to a stake after they had been either dipped in tar, dipped in wax, and while they were still living, he would set them on fire to light his garden. Now, wait a minute. Hang on. Because here's what I want you to understand. There would have been a group of people, maybe like you, that would have gathered. And then there would have been someone who would have said, we got this letter from Peter and we want to read this letter. And he would have been looking at a group of people that somebody would have said, you don't understand. Hold on. Wait. Wait just a minute. You don't understand. Let me, let me tell you what just happened. They took my dad. They took my mom. They took my husband. They took my wife. And while they were still alive, they strapped them to a stake and they, they dipped them in tar and he set them on fire. Nero did that. Surely, you've got your wires crossed. Surely there was something misspelled. And you're saying you want me to submit to Nero? Now maybe you're thinking, okay, <laughs> is there anybody else in the New Testament that had anything to say about this? Well, actually there was. The great apostle Paul. And so in Romans 13, let me tell you what Paul said. And if you thought Peter was bad, Paul gets worse. It just, it's just going to get worse. It's going to get better. Please hang on. Don't, don't leave yet. Don't tune out yet. Hang on. It's going to get better. Some of you are already mad, I can tell. Romans 13, here's what Paul said. He said, everyone must submit to govern authorities. And then he, he says, let me tell you why. Because all human authorities, all of them, not some of them. He says all human authority comes, it comes from God. Wow, he's touching on something here that we're not always comfortable with. We as Christians don't know how to, how to really debate this with ourselves, among ourselves, right? The sovereignty of God. What is that? What does that look like? Really, is either God's large and in charge, either he is or he's not. You do know that, right? He said, and those in positions of authority have been, <laughs> just in case you didn't understand what he meant by that, who've been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against God. That's, that's why Peter was saying, for God's sake, here's what I want you to do. Against what God has instituted, and he says they'll be punished. So is anybody at this point, if you just want to be gut level honest, how many of you would say, I just, I'm struggling just a little bit with this teaching? You know, you can, you can, it's just okay. I'm teaching it and I'm struggling too, just so you know. Just so you know. 
And I bet you're wondering, please tell me that there's an escape clause. There's got to be. There's got to be a better explanation. Like, what do you do if you're ever told to do something that you know would be expressly sinful? Or, I think this will make sense in our culture. What about, what if you're about, what if you're under someone's authority and that person who's in authority, it's not that you just don't like their authority. It's not that you just don't like their leadership style, their authority style. It's that literally they are being abusive. Maybe they're being sexually abusive to those that are under them. Maybe they're being physically abusive. What do you do in that situation? Obviously, there's time to disobey in Jesus' name. Now, if, if I just told you that, y'all would go, yay. But I better give you something in, in the Bible, right? Don't you think? Because probably what we have to do here is we've got to sink our teeth into something that's true, something that we know will stand the test of time. And so if you go to the book of Daniel... The book of Daniel, and if you look at Daniel 3 specifically, then there's the story, right, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And what you need to know about those guys is they were high-ranking government employees in the Babylonian Empire. They were God's kids. They were, you know, they were part of the children of Israel. They, they were God's kids who had been, who, who had been completely taken by surprise, taken captive, put in a place that they didn't want to be, were taught how to be little Babylonians and then, and then king, the king says, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to bow down and worship the image of my God. And here's, I want you to go home and read this for yourself. Here's what they did. They said, sorry, but we can't do that. Here's what else I want you to notice. Really, just study it. Read it on your own. I want you to notice that they were respectful. They really were. They were, they were respectful. They, they said what they said with all humility, and they could do that. They could have said, you know what? We have honored you, King. We have honored you. Every single time that you've asked us to do something, we've did it, even if we disagreed with it. <coughs> we did it in, in your name. And in fact, we've been so good at our jobs. We've been so good at submitting to your authority that we've been able to climb the corporate ladder of success. I mean, we really have. The only reason that we are where we are right now is because we have honored you in every single way. However, what you're, doing, what you're asking us to do right now is to violate our own heart. And you're asking us to violate our relationship with God. And we just, King, we're sorry, but we just can't do that. And we understand you've made it pretty clear that there's going to be a cost. In fact, it's not just that we're going to lose our jobs, but literally that we could be put to death for the stand that we're taking. So we just want you to know that respectfully, we're going to decline. And just so you know, like God came in and worked some big thing, right? No, they literally were thrown into a fiery furnace. Now, the miracle story is that God showed up in the midst of that, and the events after that were amazing, were they not? But my point is they submitted to authority. So how does this like translate into everyday life? I was talking to a businessman uh, just a few weeks ago. It was interesting because he had an earthly idea. You know, the message was coming. And I'm going to give you his name in just a minute. I'm not. I'm just kidding. 
<clears throat> but I was talking to this guy, and, and he was struggling. He said, you know, in the business world, oftentimes we're asked to entertain people. And we're entertaining people that really my company is seeking business from. And he said, you know, in, in the business world, it kind of works like this, is that maybe my boss will look at me and say, okay, here's the thing. I want you to take them out. I want you to take them out to have a really good time. Now, they never really expressly say, they don't say, hey, here's what we want you to do. But what you know is you know what he's asking. And it's the kind of thing that you're not like, you're going to call home and tell your spouse, oh, guess what? Listen, I got to go to a strip bar tonight, but I, I got to do it. I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. Because if I don't, I'll lose my job. If I lose my job, we'll lose the house. You'll lose your car. I'll lose my car. The kids won't be able to go to school. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to submit. I, I don't want to submit, but I've got to submit. It's interesting that those same people can go on Facebook and on the, over the Internet can openly defy any and every authority that's out there and do such, do do it with so much pride. I'm a man. I won't do it in front of their face, but I will do it over the internet. Y'all know what I'm saying? We'll defy God. And do whatever our boss asks us. We struggle with authority. I feel like I really need to say this uh, because this is a very sensitive subject, for sure. If you have an authority figure who's harming you, you can write this down if you want to. Here's what I'm telling you that you should do. You should call the police. That's what you should do. And I do know that there are people that have jobs, and they're, they are being abused. And maybe it's physically, maybe it's mentally, maybe it's, maybe it's sexually. And you feel like that you don't have a choice. What, what, do, you, what do you do in that circumstance? You, listen, you bring in a higher authority. You call the police. That's what you do. But I think what Peter would say is this. I think what Peter would say is he says, you know, the majority of our lives are spent in situations where there's authority that we just don't like. That's where most of us would probably say that's where we are most of the time. At least that's where I hope that most of us are most of the time. <clears throat> But when we're not, he's literally saying, I want you to honor God by honoring that human authority. And we're submitting, when we're submitting, we're, we're doing that on the basis of, of honoring God for who God is. It has nothing to do with the person. It can't ever have everything to do with the position, but not the person. So Peter's message is submit to authority. That's, that's his message. Man, I wish I had something else for you. That's what he's saying. But here's the weird thing. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned about submission. Because God knows my heart. I am a rebellious child if there's ever been one. Strength actually comes from submission. <laughs> I wish I had a camera. <laughs> I can say, look at this face right now. They're going, what? What? 
Now, let me, let me say it one more time. Strength actually comes from submission. Rebellion leads to the opposite of freedom. In our heads, we think, if I could just be free of this leadership, I'd be free. But rebelling against that leadership actually brings us the opposite of what we want. And the proof of that is as old as the story of Adam and Eve. Wouldn't you agree? Wow. God said, don't eat the fruit. Satan comes along and says, oh, God, are you kidding me? He, he knows that if you eat the fruit, that what you'll be is you'll be smart like him. He knows that you'll be free. Eat the fruit. So they defied God. They ate the fruit. And they got kicked out of the garden. How about the New Testament? It's the story of the prodigal son. Gosh, I was the prodigal son. 17, I did leave home. My mom would come home uh, one day and I was packing my bags. Son, what are you doing? I said, Mama, I ain't going to change. I'm not going to change, so I'm going to leave. I want to be free from your authority. The story of the prodigal son is a story that is similar, is it not? It's, it's a story where a young son, a young son looks at his father and literally says, Dad, I'm sick and tired of submitting to your rules that I think are stupid. So what I want you to do is I want to treat you just like your dad. Can you imagine the disrespect? I want to treat you like your dad. What I'm asking you for is for you to give me my portion of the inheritance. In other words, I want to look at you, Dad, as though you're dead. I want you to give me my money, and then I'm going to go off because I'll be free. And you know the story. Verse 17 of Luke 15 says, When he had spent all, he found himself lacking. He lost it all. He was eating pig slop just to stay alive. And you know what he he chose to do? He said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and yet I perish with hunger? Wow. Submission leads to freedom. That's the upside-down kingdom that we live in, isn't it? If you're a follower of Jesus, y'all out there? It's the upside-down kingdom that we live in. You know, the, the way to find your life is to lose it. The first shall be last. And here's what I've learned in life. I've learned that one of the ways for us to become worthy of authority is to be, give, to be given unworthy authority. Did y'all get that? Let me say that one more time. I've learned that one of the best ways for us to become worthy of authority is to actually be given unworthy authority. Authority that God would say, you know what? I know. But I want you to submit to all human authority, even unworthy human authority. I love this quote from Pastor Adrian Rogers. Most of you probably never heard of Adrian Rogers. He wrote a book called Kingdom Authority, and in that book, here's what he said. He said, 
We will never be over those things which God has set under us until we learn to be under those things that God has placed over us. There's strength through surrender. Being under authority is a beautiful place to be. So as a follower of Jesus, you're being developed. God is about the business of molding us and shaking, shaping us into the image of His Son. Just because He wants, wants us to look like, walk like, talk like His Son, no, please don't, don't misunderstand the heart of God. It's because God says, I want you to be free. And I want you to experience love like you've never experienced love in your whole life. And, and if you'll just trust me, and if you'll give me your life, and if you'll just do what I ask you to do, then what you're going to find is freedom. If you're here this morning as a follower of Jesus, and you'd be gut-level honest, and you would say, man, I struggle with authority sometimes. You don't have to slip up your hand unless you want to. It'd be awesome. I'm, my hand is up. I just want you to know I'm no better than you. I struggle myself. I told you, going down the highway. What idiot put that sign up there? I think 70 is a more appropriate number. And how many of you would say, you know what, but right now I just, I've got to learn how to submit. It's a struggle. I'm not comfortable with this. It's going to come to about, it's going to come to to the realization of who you're going to trust, right? Maybe you're here this morning, you're not a follower of Jesus, and maybe, maybe the reason why is because you don't want to submit to God's authority. Maybe you've been thinking, this is my life, this is my life, and I want to be free to live my life my way. I want to make all my decisions. I want to govern my life. I want to be the king who sits on the throne of my life. And maybe what you've realized this morning is, you know what? You're actually not free at all. In fact, that's why you're in church. That's the reason that you've come this morning. That's the reason that you're here. Maybe you would describe yourself this way. Maybe you would say, I just feel dead inside. I don't feel alive at all. I feel dead. The Bible actually says this in Ephesians 2. He says, watch this, once you were dead. Why? Because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of this unseen world. You see, the reason that you feel dead is because you are dead inside because of the heaviness and the guilt and the shame of sin. Here's what I want you to know. God is crazy about you. He's crazy about you. And you know what he wants? He wants a relationship with you. Imperfect people like us. God wants to be in a relationship. And what he offers us is his love and he offers us his forgiveness. What does it require on our part? Submission, folks. It just requires submission. That's what it is. It's full surrender. What is salvation? Is it just believing all the right stuff? Actually, it's not. James 2.19 says the devil also believes. He understands. He knows the truth. It's more than just, 
just understanding the truth. It's more than believing that Jesus was the Son of God, that He died on the cross, and on the third day that He was raised from the dead. The devil believes that is submitting to the truth. Does that make sense? And maybe you're not a follower of Jesus because you've just struggled with the whole idea of submission. But this morning is only God can speak deeply to a heart as you've come under the realization that, wow, this really isn't working out so well for me. Me being the boss of me is really not a good thing. So if you're not a follower of Jesus this morning and you'd like to be, every head is bowed, every eye is closed, no one's looking around. Maybe you pray a prayer or something like this. Just quietly, silently, right there in your seat. Maybe you just say, God, I have fought my whole life to submit my life, to surrender my life to you. But my life's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I can't even wrap my brain around the kind of love that you must have for me. Even in my rebellion, you still willingly gave your life on the cross for me. That's deep, wide, incomprehensible love. So Lord, to the best of my ability, I'm telling you that I believe in you, but this morning, I want to fully surrender my life to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, you're awesome. And yeah, Lord, there's text in Scripture, honestly. I guess if I was honest as a pastor, I would say, you know what? I'd just soon skip over that verse. It's not going to make us feel comfortable. But Lord, we need to know the truth. It is only the truth that will set us free. And thank you that you love us enough to tell us the truth. We love you. And it's in your sweet name that we pray.